I got my talking points. I know exactly what I'm going to say and I've got it set. And you know what? what? He walks out and throws me a curveball. He goes, Steve, so tell me about this, this and this. And I was like, okay, I got to bring it back. Everyone and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast where we teach you how to become a million dollar speaker. Hi, I'm Arby Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients. And I have a very special guest with me today. His name is Steve Sexton. Yes, Steve Sexton. Now, Saving with Steve show host is Steve Sexton show. He is a best-selling author, financial trendsetter, and renowned personal financial consultant. He has been in finance, a finance contributor on CNN, ABC, CNBC, Fox, U.S. News, and World Report, and many other high-profile media outlets. Steve has advised personal and corporate clients on a range of money management issues for over 20 years. As a cancer survivor, Steve is deeply passionate about helping individuals and families better prepare for the unexpected financially via advanced life planning, tax planning services, and in-depth client education. So let's welcome Steve Sexton, and his topic today is Speak Up and Save with Steve. So let's welcome Steve Sexton. (laughs) Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Good, Arby. Good to see you. Awesome. Good to see you as well. So I know you are a speaker. You have been speaking on radio and television for years. So what do you think contributes to that million-dollar speaker? Well, first of all, I believe it's passion. An intimate knowledge of the information you're looking to portray. Confidence. And those are the three things that make it work for me. Absolutely. And you have them. And uh, so tell us a little bit about how you became the, um, the financial trendsetter that you are today. Well, you know what? Way back in 2012 and 13, um, I was part of a person part of putting together a couple chapters for a book because people like what they saw. And I had been doing just a couple uh, segments as a financial contributor for local TV news. Right. Um, and I did my little segment and um, my portion of the segment got picked out among 30 or 40 people and it got shown about a half million times overnight. Wow. So the publisher of the book says, hey, guess what? We're going to put him on the cover. <laughs> and lo and behold, it became a bestseller. <laughs> awesome. What a great story. Great story. And what is that book called? Okay. It's about how to get more out of life and business with better results. Nice. Nice. Now, also, you are the host of your own show, Saving with Steve. So tell us a little bit about that show. 
Well, the show is all about the ins and outs of money. You know, we're going to talk about pretty much everything under the sun that enables somebody to have a happier, healthier relationship with money. So we'll be talking about how to raise your credit score, uh, what's happening with Bitcoin, what you need to look out for, what the future looks like. Uh, a lot of people don't realize right now that Japan's starting their own cryptocurrency. I mean, China's starting their own cryptocurrency. And what does that mean to the market? Um, how companies are moving back forward with COVID. Uh, there's a ton of people looking at side jobs and stuff like that. So a lot of different topics to help everyday people uh, understand how their money works and to do better with it. Excellent. So if someone wanted to plug into that podcast, how would they do it? All they need to do is just go to the savingwithsteve.us. It's very simple. They can look at all the episodes, find out when it's playing. It actually plays from Florida to California every Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, and then it actually goes overseas on Wednesday through UK Health Radio. And it's heard through, uh, geez, 26 countries now. So we have over a half million listeners. We're really happy with that. Wow, that's excellent. So let's talk about finances for a moment. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's talk about some really cool stuff. So because you mentioned so many things, you mentioned cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, on and on and on. So if you were to do, let's just pretend that all the listeners are your client right now. And here we are, we're like kind of getting out of COVID, but the world's changed. What is the three best tips that you would tell people to financially secure themselves for the unexpected? Because it's all new to us and it's all unexpected. And maybe the old rules don't apply. So what would you say if we were all your client, millions of people listening, what would you tell us to do? I would tell number one, I would understand not the rate of return they're getting, but the risk they're taking on. Oh. Most people throughout their whole life have been told, hey, look, we're going to keep contributing to our 401ks and all that stuff and build right. up. You know, in reality, retirement's a long-term asset accumulation event. And it works very, very well if the market goes up and down while you're still saving. But as you get close to retirement, it's really about protecting, preserving, and distributing those assets. So a lot of people don't realize this, but they're invested in the S&P 500. Okay, they have a risk factor there, which means the market can go up by 16, 17%, or it can go down that much. People like it going up, but they don't like it going down. Problem is, if it goes down 30% in one year while you're retired, Ooh, you're going to need 50 or 60 or 70% gain to make that up. So it makes sense to look at ways to where if the market goes down, you're not taking on as much risk and you don't lose as much money in your position to recover. That's number one. Number wow. two, how do you maximize your incomes or your guaranteed incomes like Social Security and pensions? Most people don't realize this, but there's over 526 different ways you can take Social Security. It's mind boggling. But you want to be able to put it into the context of what your retirement is. Because some people say, hey, I'm going to take it when I'm 70, when I'm getting all this money. But they don't realize they're not getting anything between the ages of 66 and 70. And they might have to make up $30,000, $40,000 a year because they're not getting that Social Security because they're waiting. But how does that affect the retirement when they're 80 and 90, when they need that money for health or other things? Right, right. Oh, yeah. And the last one is taxes. Ooh. Hey, 
doesn't matter what side of the political fence you're on. Our current leader just said, hey, we're going to be raising taxes on pretty much everybody. So one way or another, it's going to affect you. So it makes a lot of sense to make sure you're as efficient as possible when it comes to taxes. And a lot of that is making sure you have, you know what, you can be you can be in a taxable event, like you have your IRA, every dollar comes out of there is taxable. If you have a pension, every dollar is taxable, just like when you're working. A portion of what you receive in Social Security is taxable. Some investments are tax deferred, which means you don't have to do taxes until you take money out. And other things are tax free, like the Roth IRAs or life insurance and things like that. So it's important to look at how do I create a distribution using all three of those so I can reduce my taxes as much as possible in conjunction with the tax code. I have clients that have an $80,000 a year income and they pay $25 a year in taxes. Wow, well that's <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, well, that's enough to, to get people to, uh, to call you immediately. <laughs> well, it's just well, about looking at the whole thing and your your whole situation. Right, right. And, and I hear what you're saying, it's like, when you get older, it's like you don't have time to make up, you know, you know, and, and rebuild. So you've got to have these strategies in place now, especially if you're close to retirement age. Excellent. So when do you think someone should start building their financial future? At what age would be ideal? I'll tell you what, um, my kids are 21 and 22, and I encourage them to save as much as they can now because the more they save now, the less they'll have to save later and the earlier they'll be able to have the option to retire. I'll give you even a better example. I have a nephew, uh, he and his wife, when they first got married, they started talking to me about, hey, what should I do? What should I do? Right. And uh, I, I, I realized that, hey, they both made $80,000 a year. And I said, if you combine your salaries, how can you maximize your 401k contributions at $19,000 a year? And then their companies added on that. So the both of them, they're going to save $45,000 a year. And I said, if wow. you can do that for the rest of your, you know, for the next 25 years, and you have an average rate of return of about 7% with what's the market does, you'll have about $5 million. Holy cow. Well, that is a great, <laughs> great planning, financial plan. So it's, it's just simple, a long-term accumulation long event every, every single month as much as you can. So let's talk for a moment about those people that are living in fear about their money that are maybe going to be close to retirement. Uh, because what happened in 2007, 2008, right, when everything crashed, um, a lot of people lost what there was a big joke about their 401k going to a 101k. And I'm not laughing because it was not funny. Um, I, I was on that uh, uh, on that, that that end of that stick as well. <laughs> but what about those people now where they're saving in their mattress or they're saving, you know, in the bank and they're not putting it into long term asset because they're afraid. So what would you tell somebody like that? Okay, there's two things that we need to keep in mind. Number one, if you're afraid, one of the best ways to not be afraid is become educated. Mm. I believe in educating my client, a more confident client has a better retirement because they're not always worried. Okay. So first of all, you want to do an analysis on your retirement, taking into all your incomes, all your assets, rates of returns, things like that impact of taxes, if a spouse passes away, all that kind of good stuff. Once you do that, you can understand how much you need to continue to save or not save, 
or reduce the risk that you're taking on moving forward, which allows you to take that monkey off your back. Okay. So uh, that, that, that's, that's the biggie. The other thing is when I said in the beginning, a lot of people look at the rate of return is with the big almighty, Oh, Hey, I'm getting 16%. But the risk that somebody takes on could be the thing that derails their retirement. So it's important to have a discussion with an advisor about the risks you take on, understand it, what the impact to you, not only now, but in the future would be, and make sure you make appropriate adjustments. So that being said, the next thing is taxes. The less you pay in taxes, the better. For every one or 2% less you pay in taxes, that more, that's more money that you can redirect to something that's important to you, but more importantly, gives you longevity uh, for your money. So it's important to have the financial advisor as well as your tax person on the same page. So they're working together to reduce your taxes, grow your assets, and make sure you have the retirement of your dreams. Excellent. Now, Steve, where are you located? I'm actually in Temecula, California, but I work with people all over the country. Uh, we have this wonderful thing called Zoom. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> and all the pandemic did is expedite that. So we have uh, tons of people that we see every single day, but they're in different parts of the country. Absolutely. Okay. So you're in Southern California for anybody that wants to uh, wants to know. Excellent. So because I see behind you, for those of you that are, that are listening to the podcast, Steve has a poster of Pepperdine, which is a college in Malibu out here in Southern California. Did you go to Pepperdine? I actually went to Pepperdine, but the story behind that is that's one of my, that's from one of my clients. Okay. His name's Howard Geiger. He actually played on the 1948 national championship football team at Pepperdine. The last year they had a football team and that was one of the towels that they were given. And he actually, he's, he's a gentleman that's actually been knighted the whole shot. And he gave that to me as a gift. So I'm very excited for that. And I love my experience at Pepperdine. It was wonderful. Oh, excellent. All right. So we have a little bit of time left, Steve. So let's get back to talking about uh, speaking because I am so impressed that you've been on CNN, ABC, CNBC, Fox, U.S. News, and World Report as a speaker, right, as a financial expert. So tell us, I mean, there's a lot of people that have not been on TV, not been on radio, not been, um, you know, able to do that or for whatever reason. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was. How did you first get to get on television? And then what was it like? Did you walk in the studio? I mean, tell us, tell us your experience. Okay. Well, actually, the, the odd thing is I was working with a lawyer that was just doing will and trust presentations. And he asked me to come in and do a presentation on long-term care. And it was to a whole bunch of lawyers. And one of them stood up and says, I hate you financial advisors because I always lose money. (laughs) (laughs) So I went through um, a uh, risk, no risk, hybrid type example of explaining him why he would lose money because he was still in the market. He just didn't realize it was low risk. He could still lose money. There happened to be a managing director for Channel 6, which was the CW in San Diego. Uh, He said, can you do that on TV? I said, sure. And the first time I was on there, I walked (laughs) into the studio, 
saw the pictures on the wall the, uh, of the hosts and the anchors and all that stuff. They had me sit down a little bit and I was probably doing one of these things, fiddling my thumbs and all that stuff. And they walked me down the hall to the green room and they said, would you like something to drink? We have some bagels there. They had a nice TV setup. It was comfortable. <laughs> I paced. I walked the hall. I paced. And then they walked me into the studio and you notice it's just a little set. So I'm sitting in this set where they have two nice chairs, a little table, little flowers on the wall and stuff like that. Wow. And the host or the anchor sitting there, but he's looking at a teleprompter and he's reading off the teleprompter. Oh, no. For me, no, it was fine. And for me, I'm going, okay, I got my talking points. I know exactly what I'm going to say and I've got it set. And you know what? what? He walks out and throws me a curveball. He goes, Steve, so tell me about this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, I got to bring it back. But when I did this, as you can see, my hands are all moving. Right. Um, I look like a cheerleader at a, at a pep rally, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So did you see, your, did you see the, the, you know, the film of it? Well, actually, uh, I did see the film of it, but I heard that from my friends who actually oh. saw it. I'm like, they were like, oh, my God, I saw you on, uh, you know, ah. the news. And he goes, but you look like a cheerleader. It came off real well because you're super passionate. <laughs> well, good. And you know what? That's right. It's OK to be animated because so many people, when they do interviews, they sit down and then all the energy goes down and they're not animated and they're boring, especially what people in your field. Right. Because they're oh, so. Yeah you know, brainiacs and so analytical. Uh, so good for you that you did that. Do you still do that? I mean, I actually, I do that from time to time. Actually, <laughs> that turned into a weekly segment for them. And I did that until I did a Fox segment that went national and then oh. they slowed down. Uh, but um, I've been, I do a lot for KUSI in San Diego. I just did one last weekend on what people need to look out for to have a successful tax season. And they have nice. from time to time. Um, uh, you know, it's fun. I've been all over the country doing this type of stuff, uh, but um, I'm always a little bit nervous. Uh, and one of the ways I calm my nerves is I know what I'm going to say before I say it. And you know what? I might be on there for three minutes, but I practice a good hour to make sure it just looks I, like I know what I'm saying. Uh, I can follow through with it. I'm, I know host will take a different um ask a different question, go in a different direction. Okay. Just because they're the host. Uh, and I have to be prepared for that. That's so, right. um, once you prepare for it, but I'll say this, the cool thing about speaking and being a million dollar speaker, if you're not one right now, when I first started, I wasn't very good, but I got good because I practiced. That's and right. You keep practicing and keep practicing. You become more confident and you get better and better at it. Now, when somebody says, they say, Hey, we have Steve Sexton, he can do some contribution for us. So they look at my stuff and they go, Okay, we're good. And yeah. It's just that fast. You don't even like, have to oh, audition. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you're, you're singing music to my ears when you tell me that you've practiced because I teach all my students that you need to practice one hour for every two minutes that you're going to be speaking. So, and you know, it's easy to calculate because you just cut it in half. So if you have 30 minutes, that means 15 hours. That's how you get good. That's how you become the script. So you became the script so that you're ready for anything. And here's what I, I also teach people when I teach them how to interview. You do have what you want to say ready and rehearsed. And if someone does throw you a curveball, not only are you ready for it, but you can you can be a politician. 
And you can, you know, you can turn the tables a little bit and say, that's a great question. You threw the ball a little bit early, but let me share how I got into this business or whatever it is that you wanted to share first. So you can kind of direct them uh, and they won't interrupt you. They'll, they won't say, well, no, you know, you need to answer this question first. So, um, you know, you can, but you can only do that when you're prepared. And it sounds like you're always prepared, Steve. And that's why you're able to handle anything that comes your way. Even what we're doing today, because we didn't rehearse these questions. I'm, no. I'm just, you know, want it to be a conversation, which is happening more and more. Probably not in television. But let's get back to television before we end, because I want to know if you were to add up all of the uh, television spots that you've done over the years, how many would that be? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> see, between television and radio, um, at, at, at one point I was doing something every single week for television and radio. So I would say over the last five years, four or 500 times. Wow. Uh, and, and I'm going to say this, most of that came prior to 2019 because I slowed it down because it was interrupting my business. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you get any, how do you get any work done and serve your clients with all that? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, once you do get good, they will start seeking you out because um, uh, was it at one point in time, uh, we would get a call and they'd say, Hey, this is so-and-so consumer advocate reporter. We'd like to come over and do a segment wow. and we'd say, okay, I'd be meeting with a client and they'd knock on the door, come walking in. Uh, and it, one of those things where it was kind of every other week and it was different stations and stuff. So it would just became too much. So I just dialed it back a lot. Right, right, right. Well, how has it uh, affected you with the COVID and going to Zoom? You're not going driving all over, going to studios, but you're still doing, I know your show, but are you still doing some of the other uh, radio spots? <clears throat> in, you know, um, Actually, you know, I haven't really done any radio spots. Um, so it's just uh, my... I do a uh, segment on Zoom um, for Retire Smart Magazine, and that's done ah. on a Thursday. So there's a financial tip there. And then I do my podcast. And uh, now we're every, um, well, the political season's really over. So I will probably do something. Um, KSI usually has me on at least once a month. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm good with that. That's not too much. Um, uh, not too much to handle. Uh, it doesn't get too involved with what I too overwhelming with what I'm doing. That's amazing. Well, our time is up today, Steve, but I really, really love uh, what you do, your passion. I love, uh, you truly are a million dollar speaker with all of the, uh, you know, opportunities that you've had, four or 500. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I know there's more to come. So, how do people get a hold of you if they like what they heard today? Because, you know, you're so different than a lot of financial advisors that I've met over the years and worked with um, because you are a speaker, too. So and, and, and a TV personality and you have your own podcast. So how if someone says, you know what, I feel comfortable with Steve, I want to save with Steve. How would they get a hold of you? Okay, so the best way to go is to go to information at Sexton Advisory Group, which is my um, the, the financial advice company. If they're looking for, um, uh, hey, I want to go check out all the different segments that you have, just go to savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us, real simple. 
Um, and they can always call our 800 number, 800-560-2611. All right, do that, uh, say that number one more time, a little slower, so everybody can write it down. One more time. So it's 1-800-560-2611. Awesome. All right, Steve, it has been such a pleasure. I'm so excited to be with you today. And, and I look forward to doing this again with you. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun together over the next several years. So, <laughs> so because uh, you're not going anywhere, I'm going to save with Steve myself. So, <laughs> all right. So is there any last words before we end this podcast today? Any last brilliance that you want to impart on our listeners? Yes. If you're looking to plan for retirement, it's always better to plan when you're not in a rush. Some event hasn't happened, somebody hasn't passed away. So make sure you have things like your will and trust taken care of, your financial plan in order, and make sure you understand all the math behind it. You don't have to be perfect at math, but to understand what you need to do and how, like taking, I'm taking out 4% a year, I have to make this much, I have to put in this much. If you know those things, you will have a better, a great retirement. I believe in helping people have the retirement of their dreams and you can do just by doing that. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your brilliance with the audience. All right, everyone. So that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope you just take advantage of saving with Steve. It has been so much fun today. So we'll see you back here next week. So bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a Million Dollar Speaker.